Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Talking about Sailing God's People, the Lord visited us back in Transmara, Kenya, Africa, January the 19th, 2019, saying, Seal my people by my word as the angel ascending out of the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now, that's a very profound statement, meaning that we're in the last of the last days. An apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7. Now, we need to know what is the present truth. What is the blood of Christ speaking now that's speaking better things than that of Abel? And that is the voice of the Son of God. The time is coming and now is when those that are dead will hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. The time is coming and now is. In other words, it is a, a progressive word in a proceeding word of God that we must go on into perfection, to full maturity. As we mentioned before, there's four different levels. Newborn babes, then those are the ones that their sins are forgiven for his name's sake. And uh, then they grow to little children. Well, the little children have a greater revelation. They said it there in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. You're born again. And you've known the Father. Jesus said, you know me, you've known the Father. From henceforth, you've both known him and seen him. Jesus is the Father of glory. He's the same spirit. Well, those now are little children. Then he goes on and says, I write unto you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you. You've overcome the wicked one. Well, those are overcomers. We see that in Revelation, the second and third chapter, for those that hear the voice of the Son of God speaking to the seven churches, to the angels of the seven churches. That is the voice of the Lord. And those are young men. They have overcome the wicked one. They're overcomers. We see that in Revelation 2 and 3, second and third chapter of the Revelation. And uh, that's still a higher glory yet to obtain. I write unto you fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. Him that's from the beginning. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Knowing him that is from the beginning is the word of God. Those are fathers. So there's a ceiling there as little children. And if we continue to walk in the light, as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. That's the blood flow. That's eating the flesh of Jesus, drinking his blood. And then the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. 1 John 1, 7. Well, then we go from young uh, little children to young men. So babes to little children to young men. And that's where we are now, the overcomers. And uh, we're getting us ready for the last day gospel being preached into all the world for a witness unto all nations and then the end will come and he that endureth to the end the same shall be saved endureth yes endure hardship as a good soldier because tribulation worketh patience patience worketh experience and experience worketh hope hope maketh not ashamed 
because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. We're talking about the work of the ministry. What is it that Jesus, that he first not ascended, but he first descended into the heart of the earth? There he triumphed over Satan in it, triumphing over him openly, taking the keys to death and hell. There he said, I, he gave gifts unto men. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints till we come to full maturity. Literally growing up into him in all things, the things of faith. Not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. The Spirit speaketh expressly in the latter days. Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to the seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and abstaining from meats, which God has sanctified by the word of God in prayer. 1 Timothy 4, 1. There in Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12, it talks about the perfecting of the saints for what? For the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry, not the work of just Pentecost or the work of just a rain, former and latter rain, but the work of the ministry. The ministry is the Jesus ministry. Now, we will be having podcasts that will be coming here in the near future that as you stay tuned in, that you'll see the work of the ministry more and more in detail where we as a body of Christ are called. We will begin this in this podcast for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. That is for the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come into the unity of the faith. The work of the ministry requires the faith, earnestly contended for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. There unto the knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge of the Son of God is not just knowing Jesus after the Spirit and not after the flesh, but it is not gnosko, where we know him after the Spirit. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That Spirit of Christ dwelling in you. But it is epigonosco, much higher in knowledge. It literally means to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ coming unto perfection, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Hebrews tells us that God, having provided some better thing for us, that they, all the ones that died in faith, having never received the promise, without us coming unto perfection, will perfect should not be made perfect. It will perfect the whole body of Christ. There has to be a church, a body of Christ, that comes unto perfection, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, unto a perfect man, which will perfect the whole body of Christ, that died in faith, never having received the promise. So therefore, the burden is upon us, the body of Christ. Anybody says the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord shall be cut off. For the burden is on us. God has provided the power of God unto salvation. There's many fillings of the Holy Ghost. One baptism of the Holy Ghost 
but many fillings as the inward man. In my distress, I was enlarged, David said. Well, in that tribulation, that persecution, that inward man is enlarged and then we're filled with the Holy Ghost again. There are many fillings. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be you filled with the Spirit. That filled is a present imperfect tense, means it's still being filled and completely being filled over and over again until we come to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. Proverbs tells us that the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Now, if we walk in that light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. That is blood flow. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light, in that present flowing truth of the blood of Jesus Christ that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Present truth. What is the work of the ministry? Be sure and keep tuning in to the podcast. We suggest that you, for any offering that you purchase, the ebooks that we have there. For any offering at all, you can download the book, the ebook, and it will go more into detail, which we can't cover all of that in a podcast. It's just not sufficient, not enough time. And there's much to the work of the ministry until we all come into the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, and to that knowledge of the Son of God is a full image of Jesus the body of Christ being literally in the image of Jesus Christ for whom he did foreknow. Them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Not something less than that, but conformed to the image of Jesus Christ that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he did predestinate, them he also called. Them that he called, he also justified. And them that he justified, them he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ because Jesus is coming back for a perfect church without spot, without blemish. A bride that has made herself ready and to the perfect image of Jesus Christ. And the work of the ministry is the last day work of the body of Christ, preaching this everlasting gospel of the kingdom into all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. What is the work of the ministry? Well, we know that it's a Jesus ministry. Now, in Daniel 9, 27, it talks about, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. Not a Shaboah, a Heptad, a week of years. And in the midst of the week, he will cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. Most will say this is obscure to us even in the Hebrew, even in the Septuagint, that it's not clear to what Daniel was speaking there in the last days, in the 70 weeks determined upon thy holy city, Jerusalem, to rebuild and restore the streets again, even in troublous times, when he will 
literally seal up the vision and the prophecy. The vision is that vision given to Daniel, which is that secret thing that God is revealing, which is the sealing. And him hath God the Father sealed in the Son of Man. Why? Because that is the Son of Man, the kingdom office of the Spirit, which involves, entails all members in the body of Christ. Jesus, the head, and we, the members, individual members, particular members of the body of Christ, making up but one body, one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God is the Father of all, above all, and in us all. The work of the ministry is the Jesus ministry that he was cut off, but not for himself. Isaiah says, tells us, who shall declare his generation, his generation, the generation that shall be counted for the seed. And as we go through the podcast, we'll talk about the seed that is a generation. In Matthew 1, that first chapter, in the genealogy, genealogy of Jesus Christ, it talks about 42 generations from Abraham unto Christ, broken down into three different segments of 14 generations. From Abraham to David, 14 generations. From David until the carrying away into Babylon, 14 generations. From the carrying away in Babylon unto Jesus is 41 generations. Another 13 generations, 41. Who is called Christ the 42nd generation? It lets us know that we in the body of Christ will fulfill the Jesus ministry in the work of the ministry in the perfecting of the body of Christ. The work has already been paid for. It's finished. You're complete in him and have need of nothing else in whom you are circumcised with that circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by baptism. We find that in Colossians 2, 10 through 12. True. But there's still for the body of Christ, the church, to come unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man, growing up into him, Jesus, in all things. Those are the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. Now, as you tune in to these podcasts, we're going to go into the depth in the words of the book of this prophecy and why it is so essential for the apocalyptic sealing of Revelation 7 that we all come into this unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, growing up into him in all things so that we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And in the last days, that if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. For God himself will send strong delusion that they all might be damned who believe not, who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That, that great deception, that great delusion is sent by God himself because we, in the body of Christ, are to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus unto a perfect man. The midnight cry is going out, the behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye therefore out to meet him. We're preparing for that now. 
We're getting the oil in the lamp. The oil is the truth of the Word of God, the Logos. There they went out, the virgins, ten wise, ten foolish. Five wise, five foolish, ten virgins, sorry. And there the ten virgins, ten responsibility of man, and we have five wise, five foolish. They're all virgins. Notice that they are all are following the Lord Jesus Christ. They hear the midnight cry. All of them go out to meet him. But sadly, five are foolish. Foolish simply because they did not have enough oil in their lamp, in their vessel, the oil of truth of the word. They did not go further in the word of God to dig deep and found that rock which is Christ, and build their house upon that rock. I liken him to a wise man that dig deep, Jesus said. Not just on the surface, but look for the deep and secret things of God. That's the ceiling there. The ceiling is the secret. Sealing the servants of our God in their foreheads. And it's essential to be able to stand in the last days. There, the Lord tells us, that though many will say, Lord, Lord, but not all that say, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Matthew 7. Why not? You can't call Jesus Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, except by the Holy Ghost. These are little children that have known that Jesus is the Father. I write you little children because you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. You have that revelation of Christ, 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar but he that nigh that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is the Spirit. He is the Father of glory. But he's also the Spirit revealed, the Son of God. The Son of God and the Father is one and the self-same Spirit. So 1 John 2, 22, the revelation of Christ, John in his epistle tells us, Who is a liar but he that nigh that Jesus is the Christ. He's the Antichrist that had denied both the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father of glory. He is that invisible, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Spirit. And he's also denied the Son. Why? Because the Son is that invisible Spirit revealed, the image of that invisible Spirit. The Son of God is the Father revealed. Well, there's Christ. Those are little children. And Jesus said, even though they are, and call him Lord, Lord, not all will be able to enter in. Why? Because they did not do the will of God. Then they were professing unto Jesus. Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name. We cast out devils in your name. We prophesied in your name. Then the Lord says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. What? For you did not do the will of my Father which is in heaven. So it is imperative that the work of the ministry is the work in obedience unto righteousness. And that's what God is preparing his body for now. We will go into and take a look at the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet that Jesus alluded to in Matthew 24. Mark 13, Luke 21. And he said, When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet. 
Let him that readeth, let him understand. In other words, it's God's will for us to understand that. The truth is there for us to receive. Well, what is that? Daniel 8 says, it's a transgression of desolation. Not Daniel 9, 27, for that's the Lord Jesus himself. Jesus is the covenant to the people. He doesn't change and say a league made with Israel. The Antichrist making a league with Israel. It says covenant. Daniel 9, 27. In Daniel 9, 25, it says, and Jesus will be cut off, but not for himself. Isaiah goes on and says, and who shall declare his generation, that generation that shall be counted for the seed. That is the Jesus generation, the Christ generation. All the family in heaven and earth named that name Jesus. So therefore, it goes into depth, not in the former reign being Pentecost or Pentecostals, but much deeper in a radical change from Pentecost under tabernacles, the most radical change that you could think of that will be revealed in the last days in the new wine, which is the new thing, and be able to sing the new song. This is a new thing that God is doing now to those that have an ear to hear. Let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Therefore, we are to give them more earnest heed to these things, lest a promise slip any of us which is, we should seem to come short of entering into his rest. For there remaineth a rest to the people of God. And if Jesus had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day. He did speak of another day. A day of perfection. A day of entering into his rest. A day of an eternal sabbatical. We are in the time now of the last of the last days and the latter reign. And what does it mean in the work of the ministry? And that's what we'll be focusing on. There, Jesus said to the law, this law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, it said, I'll pray the Father send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you. Jesus was with us at that time, God with us, Emmanuel. He's with and shall be in you, I shall be in you? What do you mean, Jesus? I will not leave you coverless. I will come to you. That coming of the Lord in Matthew 16 is what we're talking about. Not his appearing, a coming. Whenever Peter, along with the disciples, was asked of the Lord, Jesus said, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Well, some say you're John the Baptist, Elijah, or Jeremiah, one of the other prophets, Isaiah, one of the other prophets. Jesus said, but who do you say I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. There's a revelation that Christ, who is God, would be manifest in the earth. Emmanuel, God with us. Without controversy, great is that mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. He was seen of angels. He was literally preaching to the Gentiles, received, literally believed on the world, received up into glory, 1 Timothy 3.16. And 
there. Jesus said, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Thou art Peter. Upon this rock I'll build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind upon earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose upon earth shall be loosed in heaven. At the end of that chapter, Matthew 16, Jesus said, Some of you standing here will not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming. There's the coming. Coming in his kingdom. Coming in his kingdom? They were standing there with Jesus. Jesus was standing there with them in shoe leather. And he said, some of you, not all, but some of you will not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. What is that? That's the kingdom office. Christ in you, the hope of glory. When did that happen? On the day of Pentecost. And they were all in an upper room waiting for the promise of the Father, which Jesus said, which saith he, you've heard of me that you shall receive power not many days hence. They asked Jesus, will thou at this, at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Are you going to set up the millennial reign where all nations of the earth will be blessed in Israel? Jesus said, it's not for you to know what God has put in his own power, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost part of the earth. Then he was taken up into heaven. This same Jesus that you see ascend into heaven shall also come in like manner. They went into that upper room. They did not go out, call for pizza. They stayed in that upper room. And 10 days later, which would be Jesus seen alive after his passion for 40 days after first fruits, then only 10 days more, Suddenly there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. Cloven tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. What's the difference in this Pentecostal reign and this tabernaculist, the tabernacle last latter reign of the Holy Ghost? Cloven tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. They saw it. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Wonderful. But in the last days, the latter day outpouring and the latter rain is not just cloven tongues of fire appearing and setting on each one of them, but he said, I will turn what is angels into spirits, his ministers, a flame of fire, a total ball of fire. And that's what we see in the cherubim of glory, the living creatures in Ezekiel 1, 5. They come out of a midst of fire as a color of amber, as an appearance of a man. What is that? They are literally, he said, I'll make my ministers a fire and a holy one over you for a flame. And literally at that time, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. So radical a change in the former reign and latter reign that many, will not believe the new wine because they must become a new wineskin. Many will say the old wine is better. The old store is better. But Jesus said the new wine, this new thing, must be put in a new wineskins. 
because if you put a new wine in the old wineskin, they'll burst and both of them will be literally destroyed upon the ground. The new wine must be put in the new wineskins. God's doing it now. That's the oil for the lamp. The ones that had oil for the lamp, the five wise virgins, went in to meet him. That's at the coming of the bridegroom. The coming, that latter rain. They met, went in with that bridegroom. The others, they trimmed their lamp. They went out to meet him. They simply did not have enough oil in their lamp. They didn't know the present flowing truth in the blood of Jesus that speaketh better things than able. That's speaking now in present truth in blood flow for those that have an ear to hear. They didn't understand. And because of that, they were not able to enter in. How sad. God is doing it now. And the sealing will be in that Son of Man. All judgments given to the Son of Man because he is the Son of Man. That's the kingdom office. That's the reason judgment will be given to the saints of the Most High God because uh, the Lord has already paid for it in that office of the Spirit which he paid for on the cross, Son of Man. And we find in John 3.13, No man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Now please tune into the podcast. We'll go into the work of the ministry in depth. And the abomination that make it desolate, stand in the holy place, spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Whosoever readeth, let him understand. Daniel 8 said it's a transgression of desolation. Why? Because the curse causes will not come. Why? Because it's a transgression. The people have transgressed the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. In Isaiah 8, it says, to the law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and to the testimony, the testimony of Jesus. If any speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them, no light at all. In other words, we have to go on unto perfection. Take heed how we hear, for the same measurement we meet with all shall be measured to us again. To him that hath, keep going on, pressing toward the mark, for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. That's the mind of Christ. If you be any other wise minded, God will reveal this even unto you. We must go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. They're the ones that will enter in, going all the way in to that law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus in obedience unto righteousness will yield the peaceable fruits of holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. The ones that do not, in a carnal mind, even though they have the Holy Ghost. In Romans 6, whosoever you yield your members of servants to obey, him of the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, to be carnally minded is death. We must go on into all truth, not partial truth. And when that which is perfect has come, all these things which are in part, we have knowledge in part. Prophesy. The prophecy that shall fail. Tongues will cease. Knowledge in part. We, have, we know now what? In part. We see through a glass darkly. But then face to face. What is that face? God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. 
but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. Notice how he puts us in there. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all, the body of Christ, with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, unto perfection, from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Not of us, but simply through obedience, being led of the Spirit of God into all truth. More will be coming. We'll go into the depth. What the transgression of desolation is. Why Jesus, when he said over there, destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. They said 40 and six years with this temple in building. And you're going to raise it up in three days? But Jesus spake of the temple of his body. He did not use the word iron. He used that word naos, the spiritual temple. And that is the temple that the devil, the Antichrist, was set in that temple of God, worshiping that as God, showing himself that he is God, setteth in the temple of God. He's come against all that is worshiped so that he as God, capital G-O-D. Notice how strong delusion that is. Setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Capital G-O-D, 2 Thessalonians 2. God's preparing us now for this great warfare. We have fought the serpent. We fought the scorpion. Now we're going to fight the great red dragon. The warfare will be more intense than ever. And it's imperative that we know the truth of the word of God, which is the only way we'll stand in warfare through the sword of the spirit, which is the rhema word in God. Our loins girt about with truth, Logos. Our feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith. And taking above all, taking the shield of faith, workmen's all the fiery darts of, of Satan. And the sword of the spirit, the rhema, that lives the horse that pulls the chariot. It's the life of the chariot and all the truth and knowledges of God that you have. God's doing it now. Let's make sure that we get the oil in the lamp. Tune in. There'll be more on the podcast coming. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.